Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Like a Days Ago podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jordan, and with me today, we got Patrick. Yeah. And we got Vinny. Howdy. And Patrick's trademarked. Yeah. Has to be a staple of the podcast. How you guys doing today? I'm doing okay. How about you? Um, I would like to say pretty decent. Besides taking... I was taking doing fine until I got a Trojan. I mean, yeah, but to be fair, those things are tricky. Like, it was a situation where one of those programs comes bundled with a bunch of uh, bloatware and just shit in general. And one of them was a Trojan, and it wasn't unchecked to install. So it just installed, like, three or four programs with it. And, uh, yeah. I still blame that fucking things that do that should uh, be banned from the face of the internet. They should be, but they never yeah. are. They always lurk around and uh, do that. So, if you noticed, we don't have Ben here with us today as well. He's uh, just taking a break and chilling today. Wasn't able to make it, so uh, he'll be here next week, more than likely, unless, you know, we we wound up murdering him before then somehow. I don't know how I'd be able to, but that we can figure that out That does not later. sound like a good idea. Details off the podcast, probably, right? No, let's go on. Let's just make this per- completely personal and just do a fucking shoot on that bitch ass. <laughs> Wait, do a what? I'm gonna shoot on him, like, or just gonna go off script and just shoot on him, just like bury him right here on the podcast. Bury him <laughs> six feet in the ground, and then he'll turn heel after he comes back. Wait a minute, he always was the heel, but uh, yeah, so got some good stuff today. Let's just go ahead and hop into the topics. Alright, so starting us off today, I've got some big stuff for one of my most beloved game franchises. Uh, there has been an update on Metroid Prime 4's development. Everyone's heard about this by now. This is kind of old news, because this is like a week afterwards almost. Well, yeah, kind of a week afterwards almost. But Nintendo essentially released a video um, announcing that they've scrapped all of what they've had done so far, which is like, I think, two years of development. And just completely scrapped that and handed it over, or handed it back to Retro Studios. Uh, the rumors were that Bandai Namco were working on it, and there was like a way that they were doing it. Let me find the the quote that I they, had. They were uh, doing it in a bunch of different places, and some places yeah. were doing fine, some places were doing really crappy, and yeah. Nintendo didn't like that. Yeah. So Game Informer senior editor uh, Imran Khan went out to say some stuff on Twitter about it, and uh, essentially, uh, to quote him, it was, hearing that the big problem with MP4 development was Nintendo's experimental ad ad hoc development process. It was being made in parts in different countries. Some studios were trekking along saying it was going smoothly while it was on fire elsewhere. Internal thinking was that it needs to all be under one roof to the right ship. Interestingly, Retro made the pitch for their involvement and put together a demo that Nintendo liked. So, you know, essentially what Vinny said, um, it was just being split into pieces all around instead of like just one house. And that leads to some, you know, some parts of the game that are probably stellar and really good. But then other parts that are like, why is this even here? And I don't think anyone would want that type of situation, especially with the Metroid (laughs) Prime game. Like those, this game is going to be held up to a high regard um, in comparison with the other games. Like, Metroid Prime 3 
tends to be the weakest of the trilogy, but that still has a high standard. There's not a lot that is like explicitly wrong with the game. And this I still haven't played any of the games. You need to. Um, I need to send you that first copy. Yeah. Um, but the fact that it just wasn't going right, and Nintendo's like, "Hey, look, this this was not going well. This looks like crap. We're throwing this away, and we're just doing what we should have done in the beginning. We're letting retro go with it." Now, the only thing that mildly concerns me, I guess, is most of the original team that was on retro, that made the original Metroid Prime series, aren't there. They went off to you know to form their own studio at some point, and they had made that stupid, shitty game Recore, and was not that good. But still, they have all you know all the files and everything from the first games, and they have everything to work off of. I would think more easily than a whole new company. So it, I think it was silly in the first place to pass it off to someone else, and the fact that it just turned out to shit, I guess, isn't really surprising to me. Um. But the really, I think what everyone's uh, opinion on it, for the most part, is that it's really refreshing to see how open they were about this. They didn't just, oh yeah, for unknown reasons, we're just it's going to be four more years until we get a game. You know, they didn't just delay for no reason. They came out, and, you know, explained the situation. It's like, hey, we didn't like it. We're scrapping it. We're giving it to the people who can do it right. You know, they were straight up and open with it, which is really nice. They didn't just, you know, beat around the bush and mess with us about it. The sad part about this is no Metroid Prime for quite a while. Um, like, hey, it gives me more time to play catch-up. It does, but also, then that leads me to another point I'm going to go on about in a minute. I, I'm okay with this because I, as much as I love Metroid, we did just get a good dose of Metroid. We got Metroid Samus Returns and that limited edition 3DS, all that. I think that if that hadn't have come out, we'd be in a lot. We'd be hearing a different story from everyone, including myself. You know, I'd be more upset with it. But the fact that that was released is that's helped a lot with tiding people over. That, granted, that's not tiding over. That's a full Metro game. That's a full two D Metro game. Well, two point five D, but it's it's more Metroid. So it's it's good that that released when it did. But I'm okay with this taking while it's just like I, I was really looking forward to just hearing or seeing something about it for so long. And now you got to wait three, four years probably. But I, I definitely am 100% okay with them scrapping it and giving it to Retro. I would, I would rather that happen than get a shitty game or a half-assed game. Something that's not up to par with the rest of the series. I don't want it to be, you know, insanely different and 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 not fit in, you know. Not that I want it to be more of the same, but I I don't want it to just be a a copy paste and more of the same. This is not part of the original trilogy. This is a fourth game in the series, so it doesn't have to stick to the same exact stuff, just the bare minimum. But I do want a lot of uh I want there to be a whole lot of new stuff and I think Retro can do that. I think they can definitely give it a fresh new breath of life, if you will. Going along with that, though, if it, we all remember, there were rumors of Metroid Prime Trilogy being released on a Switch and that it was supposed to be announced during 
the Game Awards show. And that didn't work out at all. Well, as it turns... I don't have the link to it. I forgot to grab the link to it right beforehand. But uh, as it turns out, there was a, ed- a top editor or something like that um, for mag- gaming magazine, probably iJan or something, um, that was... that essentially said that Metroid Prime Trilogy for the Switch has been done for a while, and they were supposed to announce it in December. They They weren't supposed to announce it during the game show awards but they did want to announce it for whatever reason they postponed that so supposedly if what he says is to be believed that metroid prime trilogy on the switch is you know ready to go and if that's the case and we have metroid prime trilogy ready for it i honestly they need to get on releasing that at some point you know next few months i would hope because one that is a good apology i guess they don't need to apologize but that would be a great way to make up to fans like hey look we're sorry it's gonna be a while for prime 4 but here here's a prime trilogy on switch and some people are gonna be thinking oh well that's just you know more of the same but we haven't played these games in a while you know not not all of us are people that are gonna go back and play it on the Wii of all things like and wii u i say that with a not with an intended sound of disgust but you know the wii's in 480p and granted, you could pop it in the Wii U and it'll look better. But with the Switch, I would like to think that, of course, the game's running in 1080p natively. You know, presumably 1080p docked. Um, but also, I would think that they would throw a few coats of polish on some stuff. Make it look even prettier. Because the trilogy versions of the game did a little bit of that. But I think the Switch trilogy version could really take advantage of that. Like, I don't think they'll do a lot. But just a fresh coat of paint on some stuff would look nice. But regardless, I would absolutely love to see Trilogy on a Switch and see if, one, it has motion controls. Because they have the controllers to, you know, do the same stuff again. But I don't know how well that would work with the with the uh, Joy-Cons. Considering that they have to also consider handheld mode for a Switch port of anything... Uh, yeah. They might give you the option to switch between motion that, and yeah, GameCube exactly. style. That's exactly what I was thinking. Is Everyone's biggest request for the trilogy version was, cool, motion controls aren't that bad. Some of us hate them. Please give us a GameCube controller. You know, And since they literally support the GameCube controller on the Switch, it would make sense for them to be like, okay, you can do the, the waggle mode, you know, aiming and whatnot, or controller mode. That would make sense, you know. Have mul- like, like you said, multiple control pattern styles. For the game would be, would be great. So I really look forward to that. I hope they do release that. Um, I hope it's soon. But uh, now, do you think they would sell it for a full sixty, or would they make more it than likely? If they make any changes to it, more than likely, if it's just a straight up game, I can see them selling it on the eShop for like forty, thirty, forty. Okay. Um, if it does release and it's just a $40 game, then damn. I, it's also three full-length games. That are also 10-plus years old. They're, they're older, but they are full-length games that hold up tremendously well today. And that's you know, not just my own opinion. They do hold up very well, and today's just graphically, even, they hold up. So That's the beauty of an art style. I can I can see them charging full price. I guess we'll have to see. They charged you know sixty for the original trilogy, so I won't, I don't see why they wouldn't. But I could also again see them doing 
you know, forty dollar price tag, throw it up digitally first, and then you know, depends how it's handled. Honestly, I'll be upset if there is not a physical release, um, because then I won't have something to put on my shelf. Your Metroid shrine. (laughs) Yeah, I'll have the cartridge constantly in my uh, in my Switch and the case over on the shelf permanently. When was the last time that you showed anybody your Metroid shrine? Uh, quite a little while-ish, few months, something like that. Okay. I updated on Snapchat, actually, when I restreamed Supposed to post an update on Twitter. I should. I haven't done that in a while. But, yeah. Some more Metroid. Um, Metroid Prime 4 is being delayed and restarting development completely under Retro Studios. And hopefully we will be getting Metroid Prime Trilogy on a Switch uh, at some point. Hopefully. So, transitioning from my dearly beloved into another, Vinny... Would you like to take it away? That was a terrible pun, and you need to not do that. That was good. You know that was good. Vin- okay, Vinny's about to talk about Kingdom Hearts, all right? My dearly beloved is Metroid Prime. Yeah, Metroid in general. And he's about to talk about Kingdom Hearts, dearly beloved. That's c- Come on. Come on. That was good. You know that was good. That had to be good. Considering it popped in my head like an hour and a half ago. Fuck you. Um, but recently, uh, Square released the collection for the PS4 Kingdom Hearts, the story so far, which now thinking back, um, retroactively, I don't know why they did that. If they were planning to release this new series of videos that gives a brief recap of the story in different sections, there are, I think, five videos. Yeah, five videos, uh, giving you, it gives you... The basic story of one, the basic story of Chain of Memories, Roxas's story, um, Riku's story, and then a, b- a brief summary of Xehanort's plans. Huh. That is... Which is basically all you need to know to go into three. Yeah, no, okay, see, the thing is with Kingdom Hearts, of course, there's a lot that you have to learn if you want to know the whole story <laughs> in detail. It's one of those games where you're going to work to learn that story, right? But that's well, neat. I like even that. Kingdom Hearts fans, longtime fans, have no fucking clue what the hell's going on. Exactly. One day, we will know what the fuck Kingdom Hearts is. <laughs> <laughs> I love that video. Uh, it's great. But, um, yeah, they gave this recap, which... Now thinking about it, why did they make that whole big collection if they were just going to do this anyway? I I mean, I guess some people prefer to play the games as opposed to be just told the story, but even then... I mean, to be fair, the details and everything, you can't learn it all in in, in three minutes. Yeah. Those are are super short videos. Those are like less than three minutes a piece. The first two are less than three minutes. The others are four, four and a half, and nearly six. Yeah. I mean, those those are rather short. Yeah, they and are, those are just giving sure. you the gist of it, which, which you know, that's fine. Again, I, I think that's technically great. all you need to go into three because you don't. If you don't want to, if you're like me, for example, you love Kingdom Hearts. I've played the first game countless times. I've played the second game a few times. I I love the second game too. I've you know I'm not saying it's not good or anything. Just the first game is my favorite. But you haven't kept up with all the other games. I haven't played well, the there DS There are a games. lot, and they've been on I've... a bunch of different uh, systems, so I yeah. can't really fault you for that. <laughs> and then the ones that are on mobile, on, you know, on the App Store and all that type of stuff, like, I'm not going to go and play all those to understand the story. 
there's plenty of videos on YouTube that'll explain it, but to really explain it, those take you know, a couple hours at a time. Yeah. Or they could, you know. There's ones that explain it in 40 minutes, but it takes a long time to explain everything. And I really do appreciate this simple, like, all right, look, this, this, and this, and this is all you need Here's to care about. Here's a basic rundown. This, 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 and this is all you need to care about the second one. The, you know, so forth and so on. That's I, I like that just quick recap. Like, look, this is the gist of what's going on, so you're not 100% lost. You're only 40% lost or something. And it's you know. a good refresher for people that, that it's been a while since they played any of the games. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's actually really nice. I didn't know they did that. Um, I'm gonna go. Yeah, it just came out later. yesterday, I think, maybe the day before. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely. I remember being like confused. I was like, "Shit, is this gonna spoil shit for three, or is this just recap shit?" Yeah. Uh, and then I went and watched the first one. Oh, it's just recap shit. I'll watch all of them. <laughs> or you could uh, just be. You could just do it the easy way and just uh, don't play a single game of it. But but I like Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> Or you could be like me and only do a 30-minute video of it and never play the series ever again. See, I understand. <laughs> I understand. And you are okay not playing the games. Because I don't fault you for staying away from it. However, I like Kingdom Hearts. And I don't want to have to that get... previous statement I said, I know I triggered one viewer very greatly, and he's probably going <laughs> to snap me. He's going to be like, no, 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 man, no, no that, that, that's cool. You know, I, I, I kind of agree that you don't want to play these games, and you're sitting there clenching his chair. like, no, man, no, that, that, that's, that's fine. That's Snaps fine. a chair arm in half. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Breaks I like the games, fingers. but I can't really fault anybody for not wanting to get into them because of how convoluted it gets. And that's, if, if and that's all what the... happens when you give... Uh, creative power to an art director instead of a writer. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Fucking Nomura. I, I would play all the other games. I would love like I would love to play all the other games. And I could. I have uh one point five and two point five for PS4. But it's like You don't have two point eight. I don't have two point eight, yeah. But the gameplay changes so much between the other games. It's like I like the style of the first two games, you know, well, not first two, but Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2, hack and slash type. You know, the combat mm-hmm. is ages better in, in 2 because there's actual combos and stuff you can do. It feels mm-hmm. much more rewarding. That type of combat is what I like. I, you know, Then you got Chain of Memories where it's card-based and it's somewhat God, like, I hate it's card-based. And God, I hate I, the cards. I, I really didn't like that combat style. It's not the worst, but... And then you got all the other games with different combat styles. Well, to be fair, in the collections, uh, the the two most outlandish are movies. Yeah, I I honestly wouldn't mind the three five eight days Tetris thing if it wasn't the only way to level up. Yeah. Like if they're if you leveled up and then could get extra levels from the boards, that'd be fine. But it's your only method of leveling up, and that yeah. just doesn't fly well with me. Yeah. To sum it up in a short, I guess Kingdom Hearts is convoluted. It's convoluted, it. but most of the games are fun. Yeah. I just don't want to have to play every single one of all those other games to catch up to it when they don't have any appeal to me with the weird, you know mechanics and stuff and and Marino's like well you can't say that because why would you play the other games the other series when they're different (laughs) I mean he technically has a point he does but at the same time 
Why would you go from hack and slash to fucking cards? Or mobile what? MMORPG, something like that? The the mobile, the the uh, Union Cross, it yeah. is a lot better than you think. It, it's kind of but hack still... and slash. It's a mix of hack and slash and a better version of the cards. It's not as frustrating. Okay, that's good, but... You literally play Kingdom Hearts on your phone. Mm-hmm. That is weird. Yeah. But and you, know you have to play it if you want to understand all the story. No, you don't. Every bit of it. No, you don't. 2.8 has the, the movie that gives you the important stuff from the mobile game. Okay, never mind. That's better. Okay. That's good. The uh, Kingdom Hearts key back cover. Okay. That makes me feel better. So, no, you don't have to play it, but... I should grab 2.8. It is recommended. But now that Kingdom Hearts 3 is about to release, I'm not going to care as much anymore because Spoiler City is going to be all over Twitter. I'm going to try and avoid it, but I'm not going to be able to avoid all of it. There's a reason I stay off Twitter when new games come out. Yeah, I might might try and follow you with that because I really don't want to spoil the game too much for me. This is why I use TweetDeck so I can schedule tweets and just stay off of Twitter. Yeah. Fair enough. It's part of how I avoid spoilers for games so well. It's ha- I still don't know anything about Undertale. Wow. Honest to God. Wow. I mean, if I'm completely honest, I just have a like an idea of like three things about it in this character. I know Sans exists, and I know that one song that everybody's memed to hell and back, but that's it. <laughs> you know, I still haven't played that game yet. Neither have I. It's but in I... my Steam library. Same. Emil gave it to me, and I still haven't played it. <laughs> I have it None through Family Share it. with Jordan, and I have not touched it. I have it installed. I've just never touched it. Yeah, I watched a Let's Play of it, so I didn't care. Okay, well, you've watched it then, so you you know, so you you know some of some it. Some of it. Yeah. You haven't played it, but you know some of it. I a good chunk of it. I just don't remember every single thing. Understandable. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so this is the part where uh, Mario Mangle will shut off the podcast for the next, like, uh, 20 several minutes. Yeah, so, Mano, your warning, Mango. that man can yeah. stop listening. We're talking about Dragon Ball Z from here on out until we get to the games we've been playing. So press yeah, so that, Mango, let's well, skip 30 uh, seconds ahead for, like, 14 seconds straight. Yeah, you can probably, like, skip, like, I don't know, like, good... You just skip ahead until you hear, like, transition minutes? music. So just listen to that Mario Mangle, because I know how much you fucking hate Dragon Ball Z and how much you wish it would just die, which I think is very rude, but, you know... <laughs> Maybe he doesn't. It's gonna, it's gonna snap us and be like, "Wow, fucking! You gonna you gonna try to start Wait a war with me us?" Under the bus. <laughs> Wait a minute! I'm throwing him under the short bus man. or anything. Oh. Anyways. Okay. Anyways, after that, apparently it's a new Dragon Ball Z game in the works. You know, they're supposed to have like that hero card trading thing earlier, like in the, in this year. But there was a video release showing, like, you know, Universe 2 was 2016, and then 2018 was uh, Fighter Z, which I guess it didn't hit me till now that we didn't get anything in 2017 for Dragon Ball Z, North American-wise. Yeah. I say North American because I'm pretty sure Japanese has, like, a shit ton of exclusive things over there because they always uh, do. They always do. Of course. But from, this, from, like, when I saw the video before I got on, it said it's, like, an action RPG, and it's just mm-hmm. called Project Z, which is supposed to be slated for a 2019 release. So, after watching the trailer, it doesn't show any gameplay, it just shows cutscenes, so I have no idea what the hell it's supposed to be like. It has, like, the, you know, graphics of, like, Xenoverse 2, but it's supposed to be an action RPG, so 
I'm not really sure what they're going to do with it because it's an original story. Which I know people yell at. People are complaining about the original stories. Like, oh, I want to custom. Well, the thing is, we're long overdue for, like, an original story. Because mm-hmm. the last one I had actually had it in North American side was Raging Blast 2. And that was all the way back to 2010. Mm-hmm. Because after that, we had Ultimate Tenkaichi. It was, just sh- it was just fucking terrible. And that you can create, first game, you create your own character. We don't talk about the Kinect. That one's garbage. Okay, <laughs> HD collection doesn't really count. Battle of Z, I still count that as not an original story. Even though you go through like the original story plots, you it's basically like a command game or So what you're saying is the last time take... we had a good Dragon Ball game that followed the original story was something like Dragon Ball Z Budokai <laughs> series. No, I said Raging Blast 2 in 2010, you fucking nunce. Oh, fair enough. Okay. Because Raging Blast, even though 1's better than 2, 2 is still a really good game. I'll, and then after that, you just stopped having like actual like consistent story. Because Z, sure, you battle like all the familiar foes, but you can send like a bunch of people, like like a team of like 3 or 4 against Frieza. Even though you could technically say it's official main story, it's still jarring to see like all these characters fighting all on one right and then battle of z after that oh no that's that uh xenoverse and xenoverse 2 of course those are just custom stories in and of itself fighters those custom story in itself even dragon ball fusions is just like its own custom thing so it's been a good while because i'm still counting two as the last like actual main story one because z would just it's kind of it's, it's, it's okay I prefer something plays bit, something better. It's better than Ultimate Tank. That was that pissed me off when I dropped sixty bucks <laughs> on that. <laughs> I heard a lot of bad things about that one. It's not very good. Take yeah. it from a man that dropped sixty bucks on it day of release, hoping for something because like, oh, custom character, sweet. No, <laughs> more like a hot steamy pile of poop. I didn't get that satisfaction till Xenoverse two because at first I didn't really like Xenoverse. Then I played two and then went back to one. It's like, oh, this is actually really good. Why did I not like this? I've still never played either of the Xenoverse games. I would say it's it's weird because I would say start with two because it has like much better controls, much better combat. Yeah, but it's also Just a sequel. overall a much more better game than Xenoverse one. Yeah, because I really do. Enjoy, I really did enjoy Xenoverse two. I even copped and bought like put like forty or some hours on the Switch version when I already put like hun- like over a hundred or so in the PS4 version. That's when I was like really close to platinum the game before any season pass was released. So I had like eighty seven percent of the trophies. Damn. And then they had a much way more bunch of stuff. I was like, well shit. He almost platinumed it. <laughs> I could have. It was just there's so stupid time consuming missions. I'm just like, no, this is stupid. Yeah, and you have like, a carry like find a rock that Yamcha throws ten times or deliver milk in a very ass nine pace ten times. That just sounds miserable. Yeah, a little bit, but I'm just interested to see what what more information about this game because, like it I said looks, previously, it looks really good. Like the art style of it, and everything. Like you said, it looks quite a bit like Xenoverse Two, but a little bit more polished. And I I like the way it looks. I'm really excited to see you know a Dragon Ball Z game that follows the original you know story. Yeah, because we're getting we haven't had that in forever. That's that's really exciting having a modern take on it finally. Because we're supposed to get like Super Dragon Ball Heroes World Mission for Nintendo Switch. Um, It says here on the Wikipedia page that it's supposed to be worldwide release April fifth of this year. That means we begin two games this year if this one 
it's true and we get project z at the end of like 2019 i would say about like november october maybe yeah because we're dragon ball z games have been like had a really weird release time because they're either like in like the end of the year at like october or november or earlier like january or february yeah it's always like that time frame it's like not there's because i'm looking through some of these and i do not see like a actual like weird summer except for super dragon ball z that was 2005 after that it's just been october november or even fucking like really january whatever so i don't you know i'm very interested in it i mean i am as well it, it looks really really good yeah and then it does like I don't, I don't know what else to really say about it it just, it just looks really nice and it i'm excited does. to finally play a dragon ball z game play it through the original story in a modern format like of the Dragon Ball Z games that I have, if I want to play through the original story, I'd have to go to uh, Budokai Tenkaichi Three on the Wii. You know, and that's as as good as that game is. That's you know a good long while ago, and it's not the greatest at following the original story. It's Two's better, anyways. But yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, so to have this coming out is pretty cool, and I look forward to it. Yeah, that just looks so, really uh... good. That's all I really get. That's all we get to say about that. Gotta cop that when a day of release, like I do with every single Dragon Ball Z game. Of course. Good on. Well, the ones that you're confident will be good. <laughs> well, I I always look at it because I think the first like game I actually pre-ordered that was like new was Xenoverse, or no, it wasn't Xenoverse. It was fucking Ultra Tenkaichi, and I just think to myself like, can't be worse than Tenkaichi. Can't be worse than that. Yeah. Got to every single one I've pre-ordered basically day of release after that. Ever since I had the money to have a job to do it. Hence your username. We all grew up with that one Dragon Ball game. Spinning mm-hmm. the stick over and over again to try and get it to line up. It's not that bad nowadays. It was terrible in your child, but it's actually really easy. Yeah, it's, yeah I, it is stupid easy now, but when you were a kid, that <laughs> shit was hard. Hard, yeah, I know. Yeah. And that fight but with yeah. Cell was really hard too in the original Blue oh, Kai. Yeah, fuck. That oh that was hor- that was horrendous. That was like it took forever to do that. <laughs> well, speaking of Dragon Ball, folks, it's time that we get into our, our thoughts on the recently released movie, Dragon Ball Super. Time to get into spoilers. Now, this will be spoiler heavy. We will be talking about the plot. We will be talking about everything. We're going to be spoiling a lot. It was really good. Yes, it was. Really good. Patrick, was... you were the first one of us to go and watch it. You watched it on the first day it aired, on the 16th, right? <laughs> yes, I did. You got off work and went straight there. How did the you feel was... going in there? Tell us. Uh, there was a massive line. It was like the longest line I had to wait for any of these movies. Understandable. And, uh, yeah, the line was horrendous because uh, they didn't have, like, stuff set up because apparently they were very underwhelmed because they only had like three people working at the entire movie theater. Wow. Okay. So I they had they one person doing like concessions. How, like, how one person doing the tickets like right movie. next to the concessions. Then one person decided like right at like seven o'clock they opened the booth like oh online tickets you can come here and give me the code and we'll print it off. It's like you fucking kidding me? Why didn't you do this when you you knew it was going to be busy? I don't Just think they done knew that right away and then half the people would have been in be. there. But there was like this line going from like the stand downward out of this glass door and then the curve right next to the benches so it was like a good like 30 40 some people right there and alone 
Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was way too crowded. People had to end up sitting in the aisle or standing in the aisle because there's not enough seats. It must have been a small theater. Or no, was it was just pretty large. That many people. It was pretty big, actually. It's just what? everybody wanted to come see it. It was massive. You had to get there like at 6.30 before the line started. And that's like wow. a little over 30 minutes before the movie started, technically. Wow. So I'm glad I got there. I had to sit all the way in the front because there was no other place really to sit. So you had to like crane your neck backwards to look up the whole time. Basically. Mm. And I went to go grab food and I only, and I only missed like a minute of the movie where like, you know, they had like the ships going into the yeah. fucking thing. So I didn't miss much. Like like nothing really. Because I got in there when Freeze was talking to uh, Vegeta or King Vegeta and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's not much. I mean, that's some, but not much. That's like a minute. So it's like, whatever. Right. I didn't miss anything important, so I was like, okay, that's cool. I got there, I watched it, went for almost two hours, and I was like, good. I was very rewarded after that. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, it was good. So You had a much fucking easier time, though, which upset me. Yeah, so I got we got there. I, I went with my sister, because um, she is also a Dragon Ball fan. And we got there like 30 minutes early, you want to say? 30, 40 minutes early, something like that. That sounds about right. Probably because I was bitching about how long the line was. Like, oh, this is miserable. Well, that and I figured the line would be long. Like, but there wasn't. And with this theater, when you buy your tickets online, you reserve your seat. So people had their seats reserved. And I want to say about three quarters of the theater seats were reserved and tickets were bought for that movie when I bought mine, which was the day of. So, you know, it was going to have a few people in there. Well, we get there. They already have it open, and it's like 40 minutes before the actual movie starts airing. But they already have the, the theater room open. They let us go back there. And my sister and I were the only ones in the entire theater room. When we got in there, this shit was like luxury. Ticket prices were not expensive. They were normal. We paid 10 bucks a ticket. These were leather seats with electronic recliners, and they were heated. They had a heated button. With two settings that kept your fucking back warm. If you, I, I assume for back issues or just for warmth. But it was like right in that area of your lower back that usually hurts like when you're sitting in a weird position for too long. But we, the seats that I picked are right in the perfect middle row. So we were just reclined and perfectly eye level with the movie. It was like, I felt bad. It was so good. Vinny's sitting there with a firm finger planted against the camera. Watching... That movie. I haven't felt that way about Dragon Ball in such a long time. Like, it just, maybe maybe the comfort, maybe just seeing it in theaters again. I don't know. I didn't feel this way watching uh, Resurrection F. But, uh, oh man, it's it just like, this is why I love Dragon Ball. It's finally really stupid that the only movie theater they showed is in the mall when there's a much nicer one, like, two minutes away where you... You can get everything done. There's like three windows to get your tickets, but no, there's always this one in the mall that's like not very good in comparison. Yeah, I don't know why they're so picky with their movie showings for the Dragon Ball movies. Like, why not every theater like normal? Does it cost too much? And it broke box office records. We talked about this last week, but it Mm -hmm. broke records everywhere, so it obviously was a fucking hit. Yeah, let's let's go ahead and jump in the movie then. So here's the spoilers. Uh, The spoiler warning is now. Spoiler warning is now. Warler Sporting is now. Spoiler warning is now. Um, Dragon Ball Super. Broly. 
basically the movie starts off like not how you would expect it actually starts way in the past but it starts off with, like a bunch of ships going to planet vegeta so yeah it's during before the entire planet was blown up and the saiyan race is still intact so they get so they get a uh, king cold and frieza there just to, like you know have a meeting and blah, blah blah show the new scouters and other stuff and blah, blah blah i don't remember exactly key for word for word what they were they're talking about um, I mean, essentially, like King Cold was, was retiring and giving the planet yeah. to Frieza. Oh, yeah. yeah, and and one cool little thing to note: um, the scene where it shows King Cold resting his hand on his on his fist or his face on his fist or whatever. Just like this. The same way he was introduced in Z, the first time as well. And the manga. So that that was a good that was a good reference. Just the same position, his iconic position. So that, that was a neat little thing. Actually, so they did that, and then they went to this chamber room where it's like, oh, yeah, here's my son. He has a very high latent ability, I think it was called. Something like yeah. that. Yeah, high latent ability. He'll be the king of Saiyans. He's going to rule the planet and do everything. And then they see this other one with Broly, and it's like, what is this? Why is what he, is he this doing here? Elite? He's, this is for high-class warriors only. Well, you see, sir, uh, he actually is way better than your piece of shit little son there, and he's going to become, like, really strong. And he's like, Yes, I see. All right, send the baby into space. You Basically, is what happened. Spot. Instead of you know, he's very... killing it or something. Mm-hmm. He was very upset that his son was better than Vegeta, but like Broly couldn't control it as well, so it's like always sporadic. So then Park is like, "Oh, please don't do this. He'll be a great asset." It's like, "Nope, we're gonna send him to a barren planet since he's so good." I forgot he the planet's name. All. It was a big. Thing, it was planetoid. It wasn't even a planet. It was just like a rock. It was planetoid something. Yeah, that was what it was. Planet Vampa. Yeah, so they send him on the rock. Pargus finds out he gets pissed, so he like hijacks one of the ships with a crew guy in there and just goes after his son Broly. Which is weird, because like the smaller ships travel way faster than the bigger ships. So Broly's been there for a few days after Pargus lands. Like, or I should say crash land in the ship. And they're like, oh, there's a storm, there's ba- bugs everywhere, and blah, blah, blah. Then they find uh, the broken ship where Broly's in, and apparently he's been killing things, and he's already have clothes, and he's already looks like he's four years old in the span of a few days. He didn't say years, they said like, it took him like a few days to get there, and it's like, what the fuck? Apparently Saiyans rapidly grow as babies, but then take forever. I was going to say, yeah, maybe they grow rapidly as babies or something. Who knows? Then they take forever when they like get adults and like age very slowly. So they find Broly. He's like apparently took out a horde of monsters by himself, and they're like, "Oh, he's so strong! He just took all these things out and started eating its insides." Blah blah blah. Well, he needs so to. So Pyrrhus is like, "Oh, good, we find it. We can leave this terrible planet." And then the again, they're like, "Oh, this thing's busted. You can't move. We're gonna be starving to death." It's like, "Oh no, we won't be starving to death." Pulls out a gun, just shoots the pilot. So they pretty much survive, just feast on him. Doesn't show it on screen, of course, but they do that. Yeah, they killed him to eat him. That was nice. Extra food. And then they, and then we cut to Bardock, just like have getting all the Saiyan ships like summoned there, and then Bardock's still saying, "I don't, I don't have a good feeling about this. Why would they? Why would? Why did he want everyone here? I don't have a good feeling about this." And of course, you know, Guinea, they see that, and then you hear Freeze like, "Oh, I'm gonna wipe out all these Saiyan scum, blah blah blah." All these monkeys. And then Bardock meets Guinea. He's like, "I'm sending, or sending our son far, far away to a planet called Earth." Blah blah. blah. Why? So they kidnaps... Why would you do this? Because he said, because he still has his high suspicion that Frieza's gonna wipe them all out because he's afraid of them. Because Frieza is their overlord. Like 
The only thing the Saiyans do is they just hijack plants and sell them for profit. That's all they've done their life at this point. They used to do it for their own profit. Now they do it surely for Frieza's profit so Frieza doesn't kill them. And Frieza ends up murdering them anyway. So they try yeah. capture the thing. They put Goku in there with his Saiyan suit, which is, you know, didn't happen in the thing. So I guess this is just all brand new too. And so they send him away. He's like, listen, if Frieza doesn't destroy this thing, I'll, I will come for him in like a few days to rescue him, blah, blah, blah. And, of course, as they're sending him away, his mom's just like, don't forget us. <laughs> That's a good it's very emo- to go It's a very emotional scene. scene. Like, Oh, it is. For, it's just it's, it's a nice nod to him. Be like, Bungie's yeah, he's head. not going to remember you. He hit his head. He's not going to remember you. Yeah. It's very, it's like, oof. Very hard-hitting scene. So that happens. And, of course, they send Goku because they can't track his power level. Nor would Frieza care. It's like, oh, look, a power level, like, what, 60? He's like, well, who cares? He's just scum. Who cares if he survives? Is it low Which would be his downfalling very much later on in the future. Anyways. Of course. So after they send him away, Frieza gets out of his spy ship, does, you know, does this usual thing, like, sends a giant ball of death, and just blows up Planet Vegeta. Yep, and everyone and I still dies. I like and... how they had Bardock trying to save it. Yeah, Bardock still tried to do his blast, of course, and he died this, in the way he typically does, burning up in the ball. And they showed him burning up in the way he always does, and that's pretty cool, that scene. Was... Uh, so, like... Like, before he sent him, I was like, you know, we've all my life I've been killing, I've been destroying stuff. I think it'd be nice just to say something, at least for once. Yeah, Which that was nice. He's like, I'm tired of killing for once. I want to do something good. And even then, it was still selfish because he's just saving his son. Which, you know, it turned out to be pretty good because he saved, yep. literally saved the universe at this point. Multiple times. <laughs> and yeah. then, after the plan is destroyed, you see, like, the uh, little... Like little very small sprags of Saiyans like on different planets. What you see Nappa with hair and I never want to see that ever again. We've Nappa seen with it hair occasionally. And a moustache and a goatee. Well he had a moustache like er, like later. Yeah. He still had it. It just looked a little weird without the beard part. Vegeta. What does a scouter say about his power level? It's over 9,000. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, it, it just transitions into showing, you know, Vegeta and someone else and... Raditz. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Uh, oh, God. Oh, Rad- young Raditz. Raditz. <laughs> Poor Raditz. Poor Raditz. I just fucking... Raditz is so insignificant that I just he... unintentionally shit on him by not even remembering, hey, it's Vegeta and someone else. L- let me put it to you this way. Toriyama doesn't even care about Raditz. No one well, cares yeah, about Raditz. Just there. And then, like, after that, they, like, tell the kids, like, oh, well, Planet Vegeta's been destroyed by a giant asteroid, which is wrong. It's funny, because when they, when, like, Kid Rat starts speaking, the, the theater where that was at starts losing their shit. They yeah. thought it was so hilarious. Yeah, same here. Like, they, they, they lost their shit and started laughing, but, yeah, fuck so, yeah, that. Is that. And they, I like how they mentioned, like, oh, didn't you have a brother terrible? Like, oh. Yeah. yeah. They mentioned Vegeta having care, a though. brother, and that, of course, is terrible from that one special. That we never got in North America. Yeah, yeah, exactly that one. With Abo and Kado. Which actually you see one of them on Frieza's ship at one point. Yeah, yeah, you do see Abo or Kado or both I don't, of them. Fused it, it's know. one, the, whichever one is the red one, I believe. Because they did that and then he's like, oh, didn't you have a brother? He's like, oh yeah, but he's a weak scum. And then they're like, oh yeah, didn't mom send you send him to a planet? Oh, whatever, pretty sure it's not that's going to really happen. And then they show like... Broly eating some weird goo out, and then they have a flashback, the thing of, like, the ship cleaning towards the planet Earth, and then the, thing, the actual thing starts, so, like, all of them growing up, 
then all the battles of Dragon Ball Z happens, and then they yeah, skip to the present day where Vegeta of and Goku just beat the shit out of each other. Yeah, that's that's just a nice little highlight clip roll they did of just all the different stuff in the background. And from what I uh, from what I heard, the team that animated this movie, a lot of the animators were all longtime fans of every bit of Dragon Ball, but more so the original Dragon Ball series. So they wanted to make a lot of references and squeeze everything in that they could. So yeah. that that clip reel showing all the stuff that Goku's been through is just catching you up to you know modern times mm-hmm. and what they were doing that day and all that stuff. And then it transitions into the movie actually starting and and all this stuff and. Yeah, and this is a good like twenty some minutes for like the actual like present day stuff happens. So this is a good right chunk twenty of minutes of backstory that we have not seen in this light yet. Of course, this is a whole new plot for Broly, but this is you know a lot of backstory that was really nice for once. It wasn't just all of a sudden, oh, I'm a monster, I'm coming to kill you. This was half the movie was setting it up. Yeah. Yeah, they really do focus on Broly, which I like. I said before, he's like one of my favorite villains. I don't care what people say. Mm-hmm. Well, I love Broly now because he's, you know, he's, oh, he's not much better now. He's not a villain. <laughs> told people before, I told show he's cool. He's cool. I liked him before any, before this movie came out. Long before that. To be fair, it just is. He's it, just implemented poorly before. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Plus his death was kind of shitty, and like when the first Get original off. one. Yeah, I just punched him. Like, oh, okay, so punched him and yeah. like a giant ball in him, and he exploded. Yeah, that was just stupid. His motivation in that movie plot, was terrible, um, too. In the original. Continuing mm-hmm. on with the movie now. Um, so, yeah, they have Goku oh, and Gia fight each other on, like, in this, like, island far, far away from, like, the cities where they could just fight. And, of course, Whis is there eating, Veers is there sleeping. He's like, like oh, I, I, I can sleep. Keep it then, down, you idiots. I'm trying to sleep. Hakai. Sorry, Lord Beers. And they're like, why do you keep fighting? You already fought in the uni- tournament, like Universal Tournament, and proved that your universe is the greatest. Why are you still fighting? He's like, oh, all those people I fought, all those strong warriors, I need to be better than them. I need to keep straining and whatnot. And I think Frieza's going to come back, so I need to make sure I'm stronger than Frieza. Nah, those are just things like I want to kill Frieza because this idiot decided to keep him alive after that. Well, he's turned over in a leaf. No, he's not. He's gonna be stronger, so that's why I had to kill him. Yeah, because he's he, he like they acknowledged there. I loved that they acknowledged that when Frieza came back the first time with the golden form, he was beating their asses and he was stronger than them. They would not have won that battle if it weren't for the fact that Frieza didn't train. And, oh, he lost all stamina. He was stronger, though. And that immediately acknowledged that. And I really like that. Because, you know, I, I, don't, I never saw that acknowledged before. <laughs> it was just always assumed because, you know, well, they kind of made it a point. But now it's, like, been acknowledged post-Resurrection F yeah. that, yeah, he is stronger, or was, at least at the time. So then they get a call from, like, Trunks and Goten and then... For some reason, like Pilaf's gang is just there. Well, yeah, they've I been guess. they've been huddled around Trunks for most of Super, so that makes sense. I yeah, know they've been around him for quite a long time. Which is like, okay, cool. So they was like, oh yeah, the six of the seven Dragon Balls were stolen, and then they zoom in the camera. It's like, oh, that's Saiyan armor. That's definitely Frieza's doing. Blah blah blah. So they're like, well, where's the last one? Oh, I know where it's at. It's in the Arctic. And then they fly there because your father's an idiot. Your so father's an idiot. Your father's an idiot. <laughs> Did he just forget he could yeah, do that? Yeah, so an transitioning to the Arctic and finding it. They should go there. And then Beerus is like, no, I'll pass. 
And then he's like, ah, sure, I'll come. And then they just put poor Bula in Beerus' arms. Like, all right, here you go. You watch her. It's like, I'm not a god. I'm the god of destruction, not a god of babysitting. Literally called him Uncle Beerus. They put the god of destruction. They threw a baby in the god of destruction's arms. Destruction. Kill and destroy. And they put a baby in his arms and called him Uncle fucking Beerus. It's because pretty much Bulma can have him like a Bulma can pretty she much have him whipped him by the just... balls. She has yeah, him by his balls. Yeah, basically, he's like, "Well, fine. If you kill me, you're not gonna get any more food." Basically, yeah. And he's a fucking <laughs> he gets king. Upset. And same with the same with Weiss too. I bet if anything ever threatened Earth, Weiss would step in even. Probably because Weiss is apparently stronger than Beerus. Oh yeah, Weiss is the angel. Weiss trained Beerus. Yeah. So. Yeah, that was that was nice. They 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 put a baby. Yeah, <laughs> they put a baby on uh, God of Destruction. Because mm-hmm. that was the entire premise of saving Earth on Resurrection F. Is because oh, you, you're not gonna have any more food. And it's like ah, fine. We'll rewind time this one time. Exactly. And did that and stole Vegeta's kill because Kiritorama hates Vegeta. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. They're flying right. there. They can cut to like Frieza having like all the, the stuff like there, and it's like oh, what's your wish? Oh, is your wish to never die? No, because never dying and being stuck in Earth Hell was the most atrocious thing I've ever done. Then do you want to never take damage ever again? No. That'd be too easy. I want to have fun. And then the... I forgot her name. The blue-haired alien. The blue skin. Her name was yep. Barry Blue. And she goes, Oh, you know what it is. You may as well just tell him. See, Lord Frieza, Master Frieza, has always been ashamed of his height and always felt that he was just a little bit too short to stand up to his foes. And he would dearly love to be much taller than he is. You can't say that's like some of the Frieza force were making fun of Frieza for being short, and subsequently got Mm -hmm. exploderized. Yeah, five centimeters taller. Now, something that that we failed to mention actually is while while Bulma and Goku and and Whis and all them are flying to go and get that last Dragon Ball on the ship, Goku asked, "Hey, why are you collecting Dragon Balls anyways?" Because she had six out of the seven balls there. Um, and she didn't want to answer and he pulled it out of her and she said, I want to look five years younger. And Weiss is like, why not make it an even 10? Well, if I went 10, that'd be too noticeable. Then people would be asking me, who's your plastic surgeon? Who's your this? And I won't have it. I just want five so I can sneak by and look a little bit younger. And, and, and then it goes into eventually now Frieza saying, I want to be five centimeters taller because if it was 10, it'd be too weird. If I make it five, it'll look natural. Like I'm still growing. And then you had Goku make a stupid thing. He's like, "Oh, is this because you're you're feeling a little bit too old? You're getting too old, Bulma. Is that it? You're just old." And she got upset. But no that. one cares they about you being old and wrinkly. <laughs> Great. It's like you Saiyans wouldn't understand. And then you cut to this one ship where it had like Chili and the Chili geezer. Chili and the guy that no one ever remember his fucking name because he's unimportant. Chili is like a refugee and like stole something from like the base patrol. Was it? Yeah, 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 yeah. She, the space she, patrol that uh, yeah. you know, Jocko was part of. So they're like, well, they can avoid that. I just joined the Frieza forces, make it sound menacing. That's all. Nothing more, nothing less. Yeah. Because, yeah, she does. they did that. And then they go into the planet to where uh, Paragus and Broly are. And then Paragus is like, old. They're like, oh, well, there's nothing here, I guess. And Paragus is like, wait, please, I'm here. Please help. He's like, oh, you're a Saiyan. You have a. No, you're saying you have a weak power level. 
There's this giant monster ready to kill him. That crab thing. And Paragus screams for Broly, and then Broly comes Broly. and just annihilates everything. Where he has like a over the power, like his power level is too powerful to even be tracked by the scouter. They're like, holy shit, we should pro report this to Frieza probably. Literally, an abandoned planet. They find a super strong thing. Monster guy with his dad. Like, how how does that even happen? How Pure did their luck, fucking granted, luck. They, they, granted, they did go by a distress beacon. So, yeah. I mean, you know, well, but how did they make the distress beacon even? Like, that didn't make sense. I mean, the ship couldn't fly, but it did still have power. That's how they got it to give out the distress signal. Yeah. But finding finding the distress signal was pure luck because if they weren't yeah, in that course. area, they wouldn't have hit it. Yeah. Also, Vinny put the name of the guy that we mentioned earlier, the guy that's always with Chile. Um, his name is Lemo. And Lemo. It's a pun on lemon, of, of course. Um, lemons? You want to see my lemons? It's funny because this guy is wrinkly and old like a lemon. Shriveled you want to see my lemons? Lemon. I got my lemon folder. Did, did you did you ask about my lemons? Hey, I gotta no, show you my lemons. Let me show Vinny about our lemons. No, hey Vinny, I gotta show you my lemons later. Let's show. You're gonna show everyone my lemons. I gotta show you my lemons. Um, so they pick them up. Yeah. They have a cute. They have like a little interesting scene where Broly like sees food for the first time. He's like, "You want some?" Sure. He tries buying the wrappers. Like, hey, let me oh. just like take it off first. And he's like, "It's At food, you idiot. Just have some." At this point, so far, we're in the process of establishing that Broly is an innocent child. And then they get to Frieza and he's like, oh, a Saiyan. He's like, didn't you, weren't you the ones that got sent off to the planet very far away? It's like, yeah. And then he talks about, yeah, I've been training Broly. He's a little bit unstable. And Frieza's like, oh, an unstable Saiyan. How can I trust him? Well, that's fine. I have the shock collar on him that if he gets too out of line, I just like, shock, just like yeah, give I'd, him a powerful bolt to the neck. I would like to point out, he said, it's not too powerful, but it gets the job done. And then when you see it actually used, it fucking electrocutes the shit out of him and floors him. his knees. Like, he starts screaming, like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Like, he, it, it, that ain't no weak collar. It is a murder I collar. I mean, it needs to be considering the shit that he does. Oh, sure, of course. That's fine and dandy. But also, he's torturing him with it. Yeah, I know. He made him into a slave. Which I'm just curious, like, how did he even make that? Like, probably no parts from the ship. Now that I'm thinking about it, I guess he'd have to make it with parts from the ship, but still, like, doesn't really explain well. It's just like, oh, it's just his call. He's like, well, how'd you make it? He's smart enough. He's a Saiyan. How is he smart enough to put that shit together and make a shock collar? He's not a scientist. Yeah. So after that, they just spend the next while Broly on the ship at like basically iterating that he is an innocent child. And bonding, you know, between Broly and Chilai and Lemo. Um, just, they're just getting together and, and, and just bonding. And at some point, they, uh, well, they come out to the cafeteria. Yeah, the cafeteria where you see uh, Mr. Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, you see Mr. Buzz Lightyear in there. Um, they come out to the cafeteria and guy starts hitting on Chilai. And Broly walks up and says, leave her alone or something like that. And... Well, he winds up choking the dude and is about to kill him, and then that's when we were talking about the shot collar. Because it goes, beep, shot collar, it just sends him to the floor. And then Chilai gets up and, and, and Paragus's face dude, and what the bitches fuck? at him and then backs down, but actually takes the remote when he's not looking, because she is a good pocket thief. Well, she was a thief and before I... she joined the Frieza Force, so that makes sense. Right, right. And after he walked away, she broke the remote. Mm-hmm. Which well, I didn't break it nice. right away. Oh, well, yeah, I did. 
Yeah, I shortly after he walked away in that room. room. Yeah. So that the was nice. Stretchy. Bro, it was, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. She stretched out her armor to show her boobs a little bit. That was nice. Um, I was a bit of fan service there because Broly didn't like the suit. He's like, it's no good. So he's only wearing like this black thing and the skirt. Thing. He's like, why? Why are you still wearing this thing? And he flips out no a little touch bit. Of, bar. Don't touch me, It stays on. Drunken idiot. Yeah. And then yeah, after they some break point, that, they pretty much do what uh, they brought him to the hall where he like talks about the origins of that scarf. Or he formed yeah. a bond with this giant ass monster. Or he helped him training a little bit, but his father didn't say no. That's not real training. That's just playing around. So he blasted a part of its ear off, and that little scar, that little fur thing, is the ear like, landed on it. And so he made that out of his like little traditional robe that he usually would have on. He used so to it's be like more innocent childhood at heart stuff. It was such a pure moment in the movie. Like they're literally showing Broly. Bonding with this big dog-like creature thing on a random planet, mm-hmm. and was friends with him and happy. And then his dad pisses it off, so he'll attack him again. And it's like that's so heartbreaking because it broke its trust, and it broke. It Broly didn't have a friend anymore. His only friend was a giant dog monster on a planet. And so he's wearing his ba around his waist, and and later on in the movie, it just burns up, and no one cares or notices. It just disappears. And they were talking. Yeah, they were talking about. Uh, they're trying to talk bad about his dad. He's like, you probably shouldn't really talk bad about him because he is my father after all, and I have to respect him no matter what. No, you don't. Your father's a terrible man. And well, also, he's still an innocent child, and they have to be like, well, he's my father, so I can't. I can't really say anything bad about him. He's he raised me. I've, he's been with me my entire life. Yeah, but your father's an idiot. So after that, we cut to the Arctic, where it's like, hey, they found the last Dragon Ball, and then Goku confronts him, and then Frieza's spaceship comes down, and this is and this is 52 minutes into, this is like 50 minutes in the movie where we finally get the confrontation, so. Yeah, this is literally, they, they caught up to it, and it's like, alright, so you guys, Frieza's henchmen found the last Dragon Ball, and Goku and the gang show up there, and they're like, hey, give us that Dragon Ball, and then Frieza shows up. And then Frieza levitates the Dragon Balls to his hands and says, all right, maggots, start f- f- introducing yourselves. And and then the introductions happen. Paragus goes down there. He's like, oh, that's that's definitely King Vegeta's son. He has that same evil hair and look that his father did without the beard, of course. Yeah. And then he like says, like, you, d- you broke our trust. You left us for dead, and we want revenge on King Vegeta. And since he's not alive, you're the one that's going to take full responsibility. And he's like, oh, whatever, blah, 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 I don't care. And he's like, oh, but we're... Sa-. And Goku's like, but we're saints. We should be free, and blah, blah, blah. And then Paragus is like, Broly, attack Vegeta. And then Vegeta has... This- and they have a little sparring match, and Vegeta's like... Mm, your parallel is quite impressive. I think I might actually have fun with this. And they actually have started a fight off with Vegeta for once. Which is very jarring to have it because Kirito. Because they have a pretty decently long fight. It lasts for like at least a good 10 minutes. You know, it doesn't start off like fully fast paced. You know, they're in the base forms a little bit. And they start going after each other. Then Vegeta, after after saying, like, oh, he's pretty powerful. I need to adapt a little bit. Goes into Super Saiyan form and then he starts kicking Broly a little bit more. Then Broly adapts more because that's Broly's natural abilities. He's lear- He learns how to fight as he's fighting. So Vegeta's like, ugh, guess I better turn this up a little bit more, and then start fighting more. And then Paragus is like, oh, he turned into a Super Saiyan. What's that, a legendary transformation? You mean Broly doesn't have that? 
no, he's like, oh, he's he's not going to be doing good for. But he actually does keep up after a while with the Super Saiyan. And he's like, oh, I'm going to go Super Saiyan God. And then Vegeta <laughs> Brimmer just like, kicks his ass. So yeah, that's the first time that they actually showed Vegeta turning Super Saiyan God. Because he always skips tra- transformations, if you Is it? Didn't he turn during the Tournament of Power? No. Never. Really? Never. He only did Super Saiyan and Super Saiyan God. Or, you know, Super Saiyan Blue, sorry. Blue. Yeah. So, this is the first time we've seen him go red. Finally, we see him go Super Saiyan God, which, of course, is a step just below Super Saiyan Blue. And that was really, really nice, because seeing Vegeta in red was fucking cool. I always Hmm. wondered what he'd look like, and that just was fantastic. And from there, that fight just picked up and got more and more and more intense. And it's really nice that, for once, Vegeta got to start the fight off and had himself a full fight instead of Goku getting everything and Vegeta getting 10 seconds of it. In Resurrection F, Vegeta barely got anything, and he had the final kill stolen from him even. So yeah. it was nice to see Vegeta get a spot, you know, a chance in a spotlight and actually not make a fool of himself, and it, it was it was really nice. Because mm, after like, he lays like, the smack down on him, so to speak, he's like, oh, I didn't think he was so powerful. You mean that's the extent of Broly's power? Yeah, it is, unfortunately. And then they hear him scream in the distance, like, no, Broly, come back. Comes for his shock color controller. He's like, oh, no, this is uh, not good at all. Baskets. He's going to start losing himself. And then Broly gets, like, shot in the water, and then he's like, starts powering up greatly. And then yeah, Vegeta like, goes to try to kill him. Like, he actually put the shot in to go and kill him. And Goku's like, no, Vegeta, you don't got to do this. And it didn't kill him, of course. Well, and then if we wouldn't have a movie, he starts like keeping up with there. the god things. Freeze like, oh, I thought you said he couldn't transform. He's like, oh, that's I an uncommon spirit. <laughs> so he starts fighting, and then he's like, he's turned into his. He turned into a great ape, but still maintained his form. He has the power of one, and blah blah blah. Which is weird. Thinking that the power of a great ape is standing up to the Super Saiyan God. Yeah, like that. That is actually crazy. He, it's, it's essentially like a Super Saiyan 4, because Super Saiyan 4 in GT, that's what it was supposed to be. The power of a great ape harnessed into a, a form that you have your conscious and your normal body. That's what Super Saiyan 4 originally was, but of course, that's not canon. So, this essentially takes that concept of harnessing the great ape power in a normal form. This wasn't the legendary Super Saiyan transformation. This is just whatever they want. I don't know what fans have called this yet besides Great Ape, Power, Harness, whatever. the you know. It's still a neat transformation, though, because it gave him a huge boost in power. Uh, I believe it's about a 10 times boost when they transform. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Because it, didn't it go 10 times, and then legendary Super Saiyan was 100 times that? And after that... Goku's like steps in, he's like, hey, I want to try some of this. And then Goku base four and fights for a little bit, you know, starts evenly matched and Broly overpowers him, turns into a Super Saiyan, so on and so forth. And then he transforms into Super Saiyan God and then somehow keeps Broly like locked in this like state where he's like unable to move. And he's like, There's a name for that. There's a name for that move. I forgot what it was, but there's a name for that move. I don't, and it's like, I don't, I've never seen Goku do that before. I don't know it was a thing, but I guess he can. It was like a, uh, like a freezer type move where he stunned him and locked him in place. And then he sits there and starts talking to him like, 
all right, you're not a bad guy, and I can see that. You're not someone that we needs to be our enemy. You can stop this fighting. You can stop. We like to live peacefully on this earth. I've had a lot of run-ins with a lot of strong guys. But you don't have blah, to be blah. one. I just see something different in you, though. And that and after that, Broly like, breaks free of it. And he's like, nope. And then he reverses it on Goku and does his move to him and like gives him a right sucker punch to the face. Yeah, just like a clean punch to the face sends Goku flying. And... Well, it doesn't send him flying. Like He grabs him and like throws him oh, down hard on the ground. Okay, and, like, yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. So he grabs him by the arm. Yeah, and throws him over his head, slams him in the ground. And that was a bad idea because right then, Broly realized, oh, hey, the ground is hard and it hurts. So a moment later, Goku's coming at Broly with this charged attack in his hand. And he goes to slam it in him. Broly grabs his hand, closes his fist, and has the attack blow up on Goku's hand. And then locks down and starts slamming Goku into the ground. And repeatedly slamming Goku into the ground, Avengers style, yes, like the Hulk. And this scene is probably my favorite, if not one of my favorite scenes in this movie. He is slamming Goku into the ground with such ferocity and such strength. This was animated, and the music that went with it and everything was done so right. Goku almost died. It was intended to be a moment of, oh shit, Goku almost died. And I I just, I can't get over seeing that scene every time. When I first saw that, it shook me. Like, I was like, oh my god, because Sean Shemmel's voice acting for Goku, of course, is already good. Or fucking but, Sean Shemmel's lungs, oh my god. But his <laughs> screaming for that was like, you, you, you don't hear Goku get the shit beat out of him very often, like, that bad. But he was slamming him so hard in the, con- in the concrete, into the ice. Goku lost consciousness. And he's like shaking his head like, no, 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 stop, while he's dragging him by the leg, slamming him in the ground. And then eventually transitions from that into slamming his head into the ice fucking on the side. The way and that of course, the old Broly did to Gohan in exactly, the first Exactly, in the original Broly movie. And that scene there as well was really nice because the animation style, this is all hand-drawn animation style. You know, it's supposed to look like it's hand-drawn. Mm-hmm. So the animation of Goku opening and closing his mouth as he's hitting that thing, that is some old-style animation that I haven't seen any characters of Dragon Ball do, like opening and closing their mouth like that. Last time I saw that was in GT. And that, you know, that's a long time ago. Yeah. That I just love that type of animation from Dragon Ball. So that there was just really nice. But Goku got the absolute shit beat out of him. Yeah. In a Super Saiyan God form. And it was so gratifying because, I, I of course, I love Goku and everything. But when was the last time that you remember Goku genuinely coming that close to death in that brutal of a format? Maybe Frieza, okay? Before yeah. that, the fight with uh, Piccolo. You know, where he, he shoots a hole in him. There's There's a couple of instances like that, but... You know, nothing's really happened like that to Goku besides those few instances. Vegeta's had his fucking arms broken by Android 18. (laughs) Vegeta's had his his neck snapped by Cell. He's had this shit happen to him, but Goku doesn't have it happen to him a whole lot. So this was so refreshing to see Goku get the fuck beat out of him so bad that he almost died. And he laid on the ground paralyzed for like a whole minute or something. Like he couldn't move because... Broly just 
obliterated him there. And he was in Super Saiyan God form that whole time. So he couldn't have been weak. It just, that's how strong Broly was. So that, that was one of my favorite scenes in the movie so far. Um, I'm sorry that I've, I, I'm going on about this so much, but it's just one of my, probably my favorite scene in the movie. It was, it was fantastic. It showcased how strong Broly was. And, and, and yeah. <laughs> we just get to cut to Piccolo yelling and say, what's going on out there? There's, there's a very strong power level. And I know it's not Frieza. He's not by himself. He's like, yeah, there's other guys kind of kicking my ass. You have any sense yeah, of beans? No. Yeah. Sense of And then Pickle's no. like, I would go there, but I know I'd get my ass completely destroyed there, so I'm not even going to try to go there and help. Yeah, just stay on the sideline, buddy. We'll come get you if we need you. And then you just hear more of Sean Schimmel ruining his lungs and screaming at the top mm-hmm. of his voice, like screaming when he's like going into blue. And it took takes a lot to go into blue, apparently. So, th- so yeah, he transforms into Super Saiyan. And, of course, during the transformation, or Super Saiyan Blue, rather. During the transformation, um, his hair changes color a few times, and they did a little reference to Ultra Instinct with making his hair silver for a second, which was really nice. It was just a nod. It may not have intentionally been, but it sure as hell looked like it. That's what everyone thinks. I I really, really doubt that it was an accident, honestly. It couldn't have been. I mean, they, they literally animated it. Someone's going to think, hey, it looks like Ultra Instinct. Well, mm-hmm. duh. So w- the way I like to think of it is we haven't seen Goku power up to full max like that um like super didn't do it very well super didn't do a lot of justice to that type of stuff only like the latter episodes but in this situation goku has to go to 100 percent max power he didn't even use a kaioken though oh no yeah we never and saw him use a kaioken of super saiyan and blue. We didn't he just see... went to max super saiyan blue and we didn't see the um Vegeta Beyond Blue or whatever it's called either. Right. Well, that that one I can see not happening again because Goku can't obtain Ultra Instinct again either. Well, so well, that, that was that supposed to be see. Vegeta's answer to Kaioken Blue, I believe. Right. Something like that. But, you know, we didn't see Goku to go Kaioken Blue. He just full strength Super Saiyan Blue. So it took him a while to transform, but it was motherfucking nice like that's just basically fan service for dragon ball like you see the scream and everything you have to have that kind of transformation in the movie it was nice it was real real nice which is weird because once they went into blue like the when they started like fighting intensely again like it really looked like like this was made in xenoverse 2 like the cutscene wise like the graphics and like how it yeah they changed the 3d changed. animated they changed the cgi stuff and 3d animated stuff um like it honestly looked like it could be in a video game which I'm yeah. very okay with by the looks yeah. of it. Yeah, when when stuff was getting hectic, they they switched to 3D animation, which didn't wasn't too jarring. It was a little bit weird, but it wasn't jarring. But at it was all. like looked nice, and then yeah, Frieza's it wasn't like, like wow. Yeah, it was really really nice. And one thing I have yet to mention: the choreography for every fight scene in this movie. Vegeta's starting out. Oh my god, was so good. But the choreography for every section of this entire fight is some of the best I've ever seen in Dragon Ball. Just so gratifying. Everything makes sense. The you know, the reactions you get they get from each other when the when the hits make contact, everything. It's it's just fantastic. Um but yeah, you, you, you go ahead now. I just had to throw that in there real quick. Yeah, like how Broly's like attacked like pretty much almost, like blew up all the ice and now it's just a roaring pit of flames. Yeah, yeah. So there's this part where Broly 
charged up the super large ultra mega attack. And when I saw that charging up, <laughs> I'm sitting there thinking, am I watching gameplay of Dragon Ball Fighter Z or Fighters? <laughs> you know, that's what it looked like—a final attack in that game. Oh yeah, and it. And, you know, he he drops the attack and blows people away, and and turns this icy, you know, polar cap into a lava magmageddon world. <laughs> uh, and it was pretty cool because from that point onwards, they were fighting with lava, and so Goku and Broly start fighting, and they're fighting literally in lava. Broly goes to choke Goku in the lava. And Goku bites his hand to get away. And it was a very true quick, Goku, subtle scene. True Goku fashion, he has to bite his enemies. Of course, he has to. to. But they did find the lava before, like, the entire thing exploded. Because I'm skipping around. Because the only reason I've been having so many details, because that link you provided earlier, I'm just, like, using my arrow key and skipping around a lot. So that way it just reminds me of every low-key detail that I wanted <laughs> to get in. But yeah, after they fight a little bit in there... Frieger's is like, oh my god, what? It, why didn't I listen to King Vegeta? Broly's a menace to us all, and he's gonna kill everything at this rate. He's a threat yeah. to the entire universe. And then Frieza kill pretty much like does what he did to Vegeta before, like does like a death beam right to his heart and kills Paragus. He's like, oh look, one of the keys accidentally killed your father. One of the blasts got too wild. And then Broly's like, losing a straight his blast shit. hit him. Yeah. See. A little bit of buildup before that as well. Um, right after they came out of lava, Goku flew up and got a really good hit on Broly and sent him flying. And it was a little bit comedic because you just hear, ah, boom. <laughs> and then Frieza's like, oh my, do you think this is really it? And then they start talking about that, what Patrick had said. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm not so sure. And then it shows a little cutscene of Frieza remembering Goku going Super Saiyan when he sees Krillin die. And uh-huh. then, you know, he just does what Patrick said and just points a laser and kills him. And then turns around and, yeah, Broly, uh, your dad's dead. I, I, he, he got killed. And it was <laughs> fantastic because everyone in the theater erupted in laughter when that happened. Yeah. And then they saw that, which I like. I saw someone that complains like, oh, this is a stupid way for him to transform into legendary Super Saiyan. Why couldn't they destroy a scarf? It would have been a lot better. No. And I just sort of lied, like, and I just didn't want to reply because I've been like, I would have been using very insulting words and just degrading. And I was like, I'm, just not, I'm not even going to reply because that is like so wrong that it's not even worth replying to. See, here's the thing. Broly obviously cared for his dad. Wrongfully so because his dad was a wrongly so, But he, did, he cared for his dad for him to be able to continue to respect him, not out of fear, but because he chose to, I guess. And also, for him to die there, that's just... I don't know how to feel. How do I feel? Rage. So Frieza knew what he was doing, and that was the right thing to do there because that moment, instant eruption into the legendary Super Saiyan transformation. and The classic transformation, too. The classic transformation. The waves of, of time space being manipulated. Him screaming explosions, and then he sucks those waves back in, and he's super old legendary Super Saiyan mm-hmm. transformation. Like I, when I saw that, I almost teared up because it was so great. The it was done so well. It was fucking beautiful, man. This entire movie, yeah. honestly. Yeah, because there's like no, there's like really no way like to really make him do that because like he's been around his father his entire life. Like he knows no one else really. He's, he's the one that right. trained him. He's the one that made him fight. He's the one that's like, sure, he could have been a dick and an asshole, but like everyone has to go through with that. It's like, well. 
you can wish death upon your parents, whatever, and not and hate them, but they you have to respect them because they are your birth parents, whether you like it or not. Exactly. So that happens. And he just erupts with a massive flow of power and pretty much starts kicking Goku's ass, and then Vegeta's like, "This needs to stop." I we need to yep. work together, and then he goes blue. The both of them go blue and start trying taking Broly on two on one, and whew, they try their best. And he's like, "This the isn't really working. He's way really too nice powerful for that. this." So it's... then he starts like flying around, and he's like, "Here, Frieza, catch!" And he's like, "Wait, what are you doing?" And they disappear, and Broly starts. Hey, Frieza, oh, have he's fun. He's just laying the smackdown on Frieza. And the entire theater started erupting with laughter after that. Here, catch Frieza! Like, wait, what? Yeah, they just they fly up and. Leave Broly to Frieza for a few minutes while they instant transmission and teleport where? Somewhere so land with Piccolo. Somewhere with Piccolo. And they're like, Piccolo's like, wow, you two must have been really. No, no, no he starts off. Here. What in the name of the multiverse is going on here? And he's like, well, there's a very powerful guy out there and we don't know how to beat him. And then, yeah, I can see that. But then Goku's like, have you ever heard of the fusion things? Like, yeah, our sons do it all the time. Why? Oh, no. Is that the one where you have to dance and look like an idiot? <laughs> He's like, yes. But come on, Vegeta. We need to do it. Then... We don't have access to Batara right now. <laughs> yeah, but do we have to do the one where we look like this and this? You have to swallow your pride. Otherwise, we're going to die. Well, then I guess we're all going to die. It's only 30 minutes. <laughs> Before they even show him the dance, like, you know, what about Bulma? Bulma Trunks, like, you're guilt Don't you me, try to you? guilt me into this. <laughs> it's like alright fine teach it to me and then they teach it to him and he's just like I think I'd rather die but before they even get to that they cut back to like Broly they just demolish Frieza and then Frieza goes stomping Frieza into the ground it's no into a rock he's kicking him in the fucking crotch into a rock <laughs> repeatedly and Frieza's mm. eyes are like bulging out of his head like he is like I'm surprised at how durable these people are yeah when it, this guy is so absurdly strong they have not died Frieza's getting kicked and kicked and kicked and kicked into the Finally, wall, Frieza's had enough pissed. and goes golden. Event, yeah, finally, he goes golden, and he's like, it's the last thing you'll see. And he still can't do shit to him. Nope. And then they cut to the dancing, where they try it. And they fuck and they up do twice. The dance, their fingers didn't cross. Cyber creates Sloppy Joe fucking Gogeta. Sloppy Gogeta. Oh, well, okay, so that one was Veku. That, I call that, him Sloppy that fat, Gogeta. The fat, uh, fat Gogeta is called Veku. It's and like, oh, you have to wait another 30 minutes. And then they <laughs> just cut to another angle. thing of Broly just kick the shit out of Gold Frieza. Yeah. And then they do it again. And of course, and the then light Kuja. off. So that's Old Man. And that one's Kuja, I believe, was the name of that one. And, and see, yeah. the nice thing about this, this is a whole like, this is like, they're on the other side of the planet really quickly training. Like, they're having to take a half hour break in between each failed fusion. And Piccolo yells, another half hour. You know, he's training them just like he trained um, Trunks and Goten to do it. Yeah. And, and it's, it's really nice. Also, a fun fact, or not fun fact, but another thing that we forgot to mention was when Goku was demonstrating the fusion technique to Vegeta, Piccolo was doing it with him, you know. And he Piccolo's sitting there doing it perfectly, but his face is, like, twitching because he really <laughs> hates doing it because it's embarrassing. But Vegeta's like, I, I'm thinking about how Broly killed me instead. Because of how stupid it looks. Fingers didn't match. The alignment is pathetic. Goku's at 45 degree angle while Vegeta's at 60. Another 30 minutes. So Another basically after minutes. an hour of like Broly just completely demolishing Frieza. Yeah. Probably they finally get hour. the fusion correctly. 
and they're like, okay, perfect. But what do we call you? No, it'd you? be much cooler if we like, had a Oh, name. last time I called Vegito, so how about Gugita? And then he looks at the camera. Then he looks at the camera before leaving like, yes, this is canon. Shut the fuck up now. Yeah, Gogeta is now officially canon. And <sighs> from here on out, the, the the choreography and everything for all the fights was, was phenomenal before this. But here on out, I, it, it steps it up a level. It goes up to from 10 to 12. Yeah. He pops in front of Frieza, and Frieza's like, excuse me, who the hell do you think you are? We are Gogeta. He's like, oh, yeah, you've been dead for a while. Um, Goku and Vegeta combined to, to make a powerful being. He's like, what the, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, you missed out on this trick. And he's like, that's not fair. <laughs> and and he then, also explains that their power isn't like multitude or doubled with them. It's, it inc- it's magnified. The power increases tenfold and even more like a magnitude of power just starts surging through their body when they fuse mm-hmm. yeah it doesn't just combine their powers but it combines them and magnifies them immensely so it makes them like insurmountably strong and so much strong that they end up breaking a hole in reality yeah they the literally fight. did <laughs> they literally did they appeared in front of Be- or in front of Whis Beerus had nothing to do with this they appeared in front of Whis who was just dodging Brawly's attacks, and he's like, oh, that was a close one, huh? He's like, don't worry, Whis, we'll handle this now. He's like, oh my, you two put your differences aside and did the fusion technique. Oh, so you two can work together. Mm-hmm. Which was really nice, because they, they made him really proud there. Well, that's something he's been trying to teach them since Resurrection F. And they learned. Fucking and finally. Granted, they've done this before. But now, canonically, mm-hmm. they've done the fusion dance, and it's fantastic. And they had that really weird song playing. They're like, oh, Gita! Go! 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 Gita! Yeah, I don't know what it was. It was really weird. Um, and then, but it, was, it also was fitting. Yeah, it fights in his base form for a little bit, transforms into Super G, and then you hear, like, Super Gogeta. <laughs> like, <laughs> the music's yeah. weird. <laughs> the music was weird, and the announcer with the music was weird, but it was still nice. Um... And then at some point, they land a really hard blow against each other. And like Vinny said, they exploded into a different dimension. And oh, yeah. the instant reaction from Gogeta was, what the? And everyone in the in the theater died laughing when it happened because his reaction, he was like, he was about to say, what the fuck? Because <laughs> that's your reaction. I mean, your that reaction... would be anybody's reaction if you just punched a hole in reality. Exactly. Literally a punch. They punched a hole in reality and went into a different dimension. Oh no, I'm sorry. And it was a beating the shit clash, out of each other not there. Still, they're beating That's the shit where... out of each other there. And Broly is so strong and just getting stronger that he pushes Gogeta against a wall, you know, beating the shit out of him a little bit, and forced Gogeta to go Super Saiyan Blue. At this point, he was already Super Gogeta. He had to go Super Saiyan Blue Gogeta to get back at him and finally get the upper hand at all. Uh-huh. He pushed such a strong fighter to Super Saiyan Blue, the max, to be able to beat him. Like, that was insane. And at some point, they punched themselves back out of that dimension and back into reality. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But it was that transformation was you know really quick and sudden, but it was really nice because it was that classic breakaway. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the Super Saiyan breaks away off of them. It was just amazing. And then, finally, things start to go in Gogeta's way. 
he's starting to you know get some good hits on him and mm-hmm, start mm-hmm. getting the upper hand a little bit and just barrage after barrage after barrage of attacks and this whole time like there's one sequence of attacks that he did where he's just beating the shit out of him and throwing energy attacks mm-hmm. and then he gets the stardust breaker yeah. if you've ever seen the attack that, that the original Gogeta did in Fusion Reborn that he used on Janemba, the Stardust Breaker, he threw the Stardust Breaker at him, and it didn't do shit. But it damn sure was satisfying to see that attack be canon. Yeah. Like, they, 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 that's just fan service to me. They took that attack from the movie that is not canon, brought it here and said, yeah, that's Gogeta's signature attack still. God, that was so nice to see. While all this is going on, uh, Broly's new friends are collecting the Dragon Balls to stop all this shit from happening so that Broly doesn't die. Yeah. And the minute the Star Break... The minute, like, the Star Breaker hits, because after you see him, like, have a comedy thing, it's like running, he's like, oh, Broly's father made him into this, we need to stop, we need to save him. So they're running, of course, they make the old man geezer Lemo, or whatever he's pronounced it as. Yeah, Chi-Lai and Lemo. Limo. Yeah, so they basically have him carrying the Dragon Balls while she's just running out there, and then she has a gun up to the back of, like, one of Frieza's subordinates. Like, Whichever one had this, the instructions make this, for uh, the sound off, or I'm gonna shoot you. Chenron. So they yes. summon the dragon, and he's like, alright, what do we say? It's like, oh, you just gotta wish, you gotta say what you wanna wish for. It's like, oh. Wow, I thought it'd be easy. much more Frieza's like, what the hell's going on? Why is there a dragon? Why, why, who's using my Dragon Balls? My five mm-hmm. centimeters. And then at this point, they just cut that right there and like all right dragon listen up they cut it right there and set that out to the side for like 10 10 minutes in our time but it was like probably 30 seconds in the movie technically um or in the actual timeline of the movie thank you yeah and they go back to beating the shit out of broly and just so much gratifying beating the shit out of him super saiyan gogeta finally has the upper hand broly's not going down but he's just you know giving him the beat down Mm -hmm. like Attack after attack after attack. The animation was just like exploding on itself. It was so good. Like it just or imploding rather. There's this one scene where like this this there's one scene where he's about to go and do some attack. I don't remember which one it was, but bro uh Gogeta's resting face for that scene. I wanna say that they had I, I know they're uh I want to say they had some of the animators from One Piece, and I'm pretty sure there probably were some of the animators from One Piece or something, because the facial expression he had there, the way his face looked, looked like Gear 4 Luffy from One Piece. Like, it looked really, really similar. The way they had his eyes and the way they had his mouth and everything and his expression wasn't normal Gogeta, wasn't normal Dragon Ball. Yeah, like how he had, like, his arms extended out, and then he, like, threw him up, and then there's, like, like, a massive blow. He was like... Yeah, that no, one. No, not not that one. Was it that one? Yeah, it was like where he had like his arms out and they like threw his hands up and then there's like a massive like shot of energy to go straight up and then a massive explosion happens. About to hit a rousing finale. About a rousing finale. Where he's about to hit the, like the ma- the biggest Kamehameha wave we have ever seen in the entire franchise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is the giant super Kamehameha. Because I believe this that is one the... probably would have done Broly in because he was staggering like just mere moments before that attack was about to hit yep. him. Yeah, that that this would have blown Broly away, because this was so absurdly strong of an attack, and so I was like, "All right, cool, we're about to blow Broly away, about to end this shit." And then he comes to his senses as it's about to hit. He's like, "Oh, 
I'm about to die. What have I been fighting for this whole time? Ah, uh, crap, And then she like sends him away back to his planet where he came. Yeah, she like makes the wish. And it's like, dragon, save him, send him back to the planet he came from. The planet and... he grew up on, which was Vanda. Yeah, so that happens, and then Gojia just looks up, it's like, huh? It's like that's what satisfying the... for me. Yeah, he just poof, he's gone. They didn't attack him. He just he's gone. And then it cuts to Broly being on the planet. He's like, wait, what? What? And he's all calmed down now. He's like, what's going on? Well, yeah, like I, you see it for a second right before she makes the wish, but he does actually come to his senses before he gets teleported away. Yeah, you see like his yeah. pupils like appear in his eyes. He's like, oh, oh my god, what am I about uh-huh. to happen? And mm-hmm. instead of a rage scream, it was more a scream of fear. Right, it's fear. Frieza's about to blow up the ship, and then Gia's like, yeah, I don't think so, unless you want to deal with me. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. She, she, later. She, nope, nope. Gia and Lemon uh, go off to go meet up with Broly on Vampa, uh, and is right. about to death beam the ship, and then Gogeta grabs his wrist in true, um, the way that they always do, for Their whatever reason. He's <laughs> like, don't even think about it. And Frieza instantly is yeah, like, okay. Ah, and drops his golden form, yanks his hand away, folds it back behind him, says, I'll be back for this planet one day. Because he knew Frieza probably probably knew he was going to get his ass whooped really severely by that Yeah. Frieza can get his ass whooped by just Blue Goku or Vegeta at this point. Probably. So the fact that they're fused and so much stronger, Frieza just, like, doesn't know how to comprehend that. Time to nope the fuck away from there. You you know how Vegeta's always always has been behind Goku and is you know now on par. Mm-hmm. Frieza's now behind the both of them. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, and he's going to stay that way, and it's great. And he's like, nope. Not dealing with yeah. this right now. Yeah, he just fucking up and left. He said, I'll be back for this planet, and just left. Honestly, if Frieza wasn't such a bitch, he he would have gotten his wish no problem. <laughs> he wanted to be yeah, a little taller. Well, he w- It would have been fine if he wasn't such a bitch. It, yeah, it was like, hey, I need to make a wish. Okay, it's fine. No evil wishes. Yeah, I'm not going to and wishes to be taller. That would have been nice. I would have been honestly it would have been fine. You still could have had still could have mentioned Broly, still could have had the fight, but Frieza would have gotten his wish. I would have been happy with that. Yeah. So eventually it cuts to Chi and Lemon. I'm just gonna call him Lemon. Fuck <laughs> yeah. Lemon. Um Chi and Lemon. Um on the ship. On the planet with Broly. Well, on the ship. That's and cool. they're going to get supplies and all that stuff and make their way to Broly. Eventually they do. Here's that goo. It's too sour. <laughs> that goo. Yeah, they get to the planet. They get. They try out the stuff that uh, Broly's been eating, which has those bug carcasses goo. Which and are it's like super sour. And they both hate it and it's really gross. Well, it's better than nothing. It yeah. comes on Goku. Yeah, Goku just instant transmission appears on a planet on the other side of the universe. Just instantly, just transmission, of course, because he can sense his power. And Chi-Li and Lemon just, you know, of course, lose their shit. Like, hey, get away. You're the evil guy that was fighting him, trying to kill him, and this and that. Like, no, I don't really. Fuck off, you little kid. <laughs> shit. <laughs> I'm, here, I'm here to talk to Broly. And it's like, no, you're evil. This and that. Look, I'm not going to fight him. I don't want to fight him right now. And then bring, and he brings, like, a little capsule thing where he, like, throws it, creates a giant house, and, like, uh, I don't Full know, is it going to crush us? Is it going to sleep? It's going to crush us. It's like, no. Here, I gave you some sense of beans for when you're da- about to die and put your story, your story no, back The way to he said it was like, here, these are called sense of beans. Basically, you eat one if you ever feel like, ah, I'm about to die. Yeah, basically. <laughs> like, that's what Goku said. 
why are you being so <laughs> basically ends up like why are you being so nice to us oh it's because i really like fighting broly because he's so powerful and i thought i was at my max and then he came along and completely destroyed me so i need to get more powerful for him mm-hmm. yeah and he offers like hey if you ever want to fight with me as a friendly sparrow please let me know but wait what's your name oh i'm goku but broly you could call me kakarot Listen, you don't have to do Team Four Stars Goku voice. It's the only Goku voice I know how to do. I mean, none of us can imitate Sean Chummel's Goku. I know. But I can, I, I can do Team Four Stars, but it just doesn't fit. I know. But yeah. He ends up by telling him to call him Kakarot. And some people do what? It's like, then it like, ends off like you see his back logo, instant transmission into the end credits. Yeah. Uh, apparently there was an argument at some point from maybe just one person or a few people that just it was one. stupid that he had him call him Kakarot, but he says like thing. one of the most trashiest things he's ever heard. He's uh, seen in the entire movie. Like he was like, later, is, trash. Goku is a Saiyan. Vegeta is a Saiyan. Broly you know, and then they're saying that that Goku's been in contact with really that is alive still, anyways, is Vegeta. Now there's another Saiyan. Well, he's going to have the other, only other, other Saiyan call him Kakarot because that's his Saiyan name. They're not going to have him call him Goku because everyone else can call him Goku. It's fine. Kakarot is his Saiyan name. Only Saiyans call him that. And also the reference. Oh, yeah, the reference yeah, to the course. original movie. It has, it's the reference, yeah. It's like, kill him Kakarot, which you never hear him once in the entire movie scream, Kakarot. Because he doesn't have a need to. He's just... He's never met Kakarot in this version. Exactly. Exactly. He didn't even know who the fuck he is. He was supposed to go kill Vegeta, and that didn't work out too well. Nope. Goku took over the bowl and was like, hey, you're right, me now, kid. And then... And then everybody got the shit stomped out of them. I, I, I went into this movie with pretty high expectations. And even those were blown away, you said. They were 100% blown away because I did not expect it to be so good. <laughs> it had, like, I, I want to say it had no right to be that good, but it was. This was the best Dragon Ball movie I've seen. Mm-hmm. It is probably the best, period, out of all of them. Probably. It is really, really good. The story is so genuine. Broly is a pure-hearted child that just has power that he can't control. It takes him over, and he explodes, and he can't control it. But under that, he is a pure child that just wants nothing but to live happy and and, and be with people he loves. He doesn't want to kill and destroy. He's not trying to kill Goku because he was crying or nothing. He He had a dad that that abused him and turned him into a slave for so long. And now it's kind of set up to a point where Broly's now canon, and Goku's going to train with him. And the first thing I think of is, oh, poor Vegeta is being cheated on again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But but not if Vegeta now, trains with him too. Then it's a threesome. Well, yeah. Now we get to see if Broly becomes an actual plot piece for Dragon Ball Super here and out. That would be neat. Honestly, but I, I don't know how they would do I, that. I want to know what they're planning with him. Because... Yeah. Are they planning something with him? Goku and Vegeta have a stake in him, and Frieza has a stake in him. So it could really go either way. Another thing that I would like to point out is the stark difference between Dragon Ball Super and this movie. To me, it's fucking weird almost that this has Dragon Ball Super affixed to it. 
the only reason, of course, it does, it is, is because of the you know actual timeline and whatnot. It's part of the series that make that's what makes it canon. But it's it's I it it's such a stark difference because Dragon Ball Super was you know animated very cartoony and and childish and 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 goofy and this and that. It has its moments, but for the most part, it doesn't have that that badass stuff to it. It's just like, okay, cool, cool stuff, good stuff, nice stuff, good fights. It only ever had that badass moment in the end of the uh, Universal Survival Tournament. Um, that that tournament, you know, had its moments at the end of that that were really good. But this kind of blows all of that out of the water, and. I think it blows a lot of fights and a lot of stuff out of the water. I think a lot of it has to come down to the new art style. Yeah, because the, that's really with, it. With the this art style, art style so there isn't as much pressure to stay on model at all times. They're allowed to play around a little bit with the stretchiness of the characters. Well, ex- like the right when Goku is about to fight Broly, he has this the genuine martial arts mm-hmm. warm up, like hopping around and stretching and all that stuff. He's seen him do the stretches before. But this is a genuine martial arts warm-up. Oh, and also you know, less constraint on the time that they could spend animating it. Because a, a movie yeah. gets a lot more time in a bigger budget. Mm-hmm. And the series exactly. is like, holy shit, time. we only have like a week to get this done. The whole movie looked hand-drawn. Aside from the 3D segments, mm-hmm. the whole movie looked hand-drawn. And that, I think, is what made me love this movie so much because it felt like a return to Dragon Ball. Yeah. Another thing that I would like to mention that is really a big, big deal um, was the severity of it, the weight of the situation. Yeah. You remember Resurrection F? The arc of the movie. It didn't... The, the Both, but the movie. Mm. Um, It didn't feel like ship could go south at any moment. Because Beerus was there. Yeah. Exactly. Beerus was there. There was a there was a safe button right there and literally at the end of the movie they had to save it anyways. So in this time or in this movie, they didn't do that. The entire movie it felt like, hey, shit could go south at any moment. Hence Goku almost dying. You know, they did a great job at instilling that sense of 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 fear and suspense of, oh no, so no one's here to save this but Goku and Vegeta. That's yeah. it. No one else. Beerus ain't touching this with the fourteen foot pole. You know, he ain't doing and nothing. And never does anything. Yeah, like he he's just gonna you know do his thing and stay out of it. And they made sure not to even mention him. Because that would take away from it the severity of it. You've forgotten he was there for most of the movie because he was just there in the beginning and he's sleeping. Mm-hmm. He's not going to pop in and fix it because, one, he probably can't. At this point, I'm a firm believer that Gogeta is way stronger than Beerus. And I think Super Saiyan Blue Goku Kyle Ken is stronger than Beerus. Possibly. That's my own opinion. I don't know if that's true, but I we won't know until it gets touched that... upon in the series. Right. But I would definitely wager that Gogeta is stronger than Beerus. So I don't think Beerus would be able to step in yeah, and no. fix it. They just did a fantastic job of instilling that. Holy that sense shit. Of... This can end very poorly, very yeah. quickly. I find it was a, one of the best movies of the Super Things. Probably one of the best Dragon Ball movies of all time. Yeah. 
the fight scenes are good. I liked how it was more intense than all the other ones were. Because there was, like, real no sense of danger except for, like, Battle of Gods. But even then, Beerus changed his mind. After, like, yeah, all Battle the food of Gods and did give a good sense of danger, at least. That was nice. Resurrection F was just kind of pointless because they just basically changed it in the super anime anyways. And there's, like, no yeah. real threat danger behind it because Beerus is like, oh, no, I'm just here. Besides, if he steps out of line, I'll send him into oblivion. Yeah, like, yeah okay. So it's like, well, so who cares if, he, if the planet gets blown up, Beerus can just save it anyways. Like, literally, they say that in the movie. It's like, Bulma's like, aren't you going to do anything? He's like, don't worry. If anything happens to threaten the planet, I'll save it, blah, blah, blah. He literally says that. Man, reliving it here has <laughs> just been really nice. It's a damn good movie. Choreography of the fights. Everything had a purpose. Everything had gratification to it. None of it was, ugh. There was not a moment where he thought, ugh, that looks gross. <laughs> and it was fantastic. So, yeah. Do we even want to bother with the games we've been nope. playing? <laughs> I mean, I haven't, I've only been playing Luigi's Mansion because it's been a really... I've basically been working like six out of the seven days since the last podcast episode. Yeah. So I haven't really much time to really play anything. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've just been... I played more God of War. I played more Minecraft. Um, we played Wheel of Fortune. Or I played Wheel of Fortune, but shared it through Discord. And Marino and Tim and Patrick and I were on a call together. And we were all playing it together, basically. So that was nice. Um, the only new game I tried was Mario Party Top 100. Which I think you mentioned last week, was... actually. No, I didn't play it last oh. week. Patrick did. Oh, that's right. But I tried it this week. Um and I think it's awesome. I still have more to play through, but it's really awesome. Really oh, fun Mark to play Party through those mini games. I played last week and two, but Mar- yeah. Top 100 was like two weeks ago or three. Yeah, it was two weeks ago, I think. Yeah. Right, um, right. But yeah, it's, it's fun. Good game. I played Minecraft with you, Jordan, but the only other thing that I've played really was the um, the other stream of Danganronpa that I did, which is up on YouTube now. I'm not going to go into it here because it's all there. But, uh, yeah. It's a rather slow week for game playing wise. Yeah. Yeah. We all didn't get to play a whole lot, but that's okay because we watched Dragon Ball Super. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, this this episode is like two hours. Yeah, that's basically Broly. That's that's Broly for you. I guess that means we should probably wrap things up here. We've talked about stuff for too long. Um,. Yeah, <laughs> basically, for those of you who listened to this whole thing about Dragon Ball Super, good for you. Glad you listened to it. I know um, you didn't real mangled. Uh, thank you, Marino, for not listening to it, because I know you don't want to hear us talk about Dragon Ball for literally an hour at this point. Um, yeah. Well, thank you all for tuning and listening this week to the Lacteusco Podcast. You can find us all on Twitter, at Gisalto for myself. You can find Vinny at Vitz. Ben at I, every I, time. Why do I keep doing every that? time? <laughs> you can find Vinny at Vinny Plays Vlogs. You can find Patrick at Assassin Volk. And Score our Volk. official Assassin underscore Volk. That is right. Yeah, sorry. Um, at Assassin underscore Volk. And our official Twitter is at LackadaisaCast. So if you would like to follow the official Twitter, do so slide into our DMs, whatever you want to do. Um, or just keep tuning in each week if you feel like it. Do whatever you've been doing. Appreciate the support. And uh, We'll see you guys yeah. next week. <laughs>